Welcome to the Why God Why podcast. We are in a brand new setup. We are not only doing audio, but we are doing our video podcast. Um, We're working on that. And we are bringing to you a special Christmas episode. First thing I want to say before we get started, I'm Peter Englert. I'm one of the co-hosts of this show. Um, John Amaya would be with us today. Um, but his family is uh, going through some things. You can be praying for them. Um, his parents both um, at the recording of this contracted uh, the coronavirus, so you can keep him in prayer. And part of why even we're doing this today is we want to lift your spirits. We know that many people like John have gone through a lot. So I'm here with our illustrious producer, Co- uh, I am just not on fire today, but we're here with Dylan. And then, as I was our illustrious producer, Dylan, but we're also here with Cody Schweikert, who in some ways is a younger, taller John Amayo. <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, less less strength, um, more hair. Uh, I have got some huge shoes to fill. Actually, technically, we wear the same size shoes, but metaphorically, I've got huge shoes to fill. But uh, thanks for thanks for letting me have a chance, Peter. I hope I don't disappoint you. We'll see how that goes afterwards. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, uh, we're glad to have Cody here. And today our question is, why Christmas in 2020? Um, This should be airing on Christmas Eve. So this is going to help you keep the Christmas spirit afterwards, but also it's going to help you um, just a year in review. And we are here with my brother-in-law, also a friend, Ben DeCastro, Rhode Island's highest rated social media influencer. Um, you can see him all over um, that. <laughs> we'll give him that. But Ben, how you doing? Doing fantastic, brother-in-law. Uh, good to see you uh, virtually as we go through this. My thoughts are to your 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 regular co-host as he uh, deals with it. Although. Uh, it's uh, hopefully, you know, with the recent announcements, the light is at the end of the tunnel. That doesn't mean it's just going to instantly get better for those in the hospital and dealing with it, but uh, certainly praying for him. No, we we appreciate that. Um, well, uh, there's no easy way to transition from the start we just had, probably because I botched a little bit of it. But hey, we're, we're trying to have a more fun episode today. So the reason that we have Cody and you here is we kind of want to just do our own lists. And, you know, we were going to start with Christmas movies and Christmas songs, but I want to kind of start here. If you could pick a word for 2020, what word would that be? (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, well, I hate to use the terms like that you're that top off like every news story and top off every, you know, the unprecedented or uh, challenging times. But I, I think I think the word that most comes to mind is, uh, well, it can be found in the title of this podcast twice. Why? <laughs> Why? 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 And the answer is always because it's 2020. And uh, it's just, uh, if, if, if there was anything, it's, it, it's what we do. We just got a question. Why, why are we going through this? What, what are we learning here? Why? Why? Just, it's, it seems like anything that could happen has happened this year. So it's just, oh, why? And, and it's just, it, it gets left unanswered. 
you know, that's just the way it goes, I guess. Well, Cody, I'm going to throw it to you. What, um, what word would you use for 2020? Uh, I could give a word. I could just give like a thousand, a thousand yard stare. Either would probably be, a f- I, I thought of dumpster fire at first, but that's two <laughs> words. So I'll say, I'll say lament. I think that is personally, you know, maybe even more broadly, that is something that, uh, I've been thinking about a lot lately. What's the role of that uh, for, you know, Christians in the world and lament. Yeah. So I got Ben that did what everybody's thinking about. I got a mini theologian over here and (laughs) I'm just going to go generic and I'm just going to say pivot. Um, I just, that's probably in the unprecedented challenging, um, and uh, I just kind of feel like everybody's pivoting and, you know, we'll look at this year and the fact that we're even doing a podcast still in 2020 and we're doing it, you know, just remotely is crazy. Um, just, and people were doing it before, but it just seems like everything's sped up. So, man, I don't know. Any other thoughts on that 2020? You want to th- throw something in there, Ben or Cody? Well, you know, last week I was on a, a buddy of mine's podcast who he's, he's more of a Rhode Island based podcaster. And we were talking about the fact that once all this wraps up, you know, and, and he does podcasts mainly on the political side and newsmakers here in Rhode Island, Southern New England. And his, his concern was after this wraps up, how long will it take people to get back into the studio? Whereas I, with what I do, which is typically I put people in the car and interview them amongst other things this has kind of opened the door and I'm able to do things like this where more so talking to people uh, in different parts of the country or in different countries for that matter. So it's, I've always tried to look at, okay, what can we learn? What can we do something different? Uh, and, and once you got over that hump of, okay, we're in this for the long haul here. It's not just going to be April and it's going to disappear. It's not going to disappear in the summertime. I, I think a lot of people embrace that. So there's going to be a faction of people who will race to get back and do in-person stuff. But hopefully, especially for this, uh, this podcast here, the why God, why podcast, uh, hopefully that opens up more opportunities and it makes it more acceptable for people to, uh, to, to do these long form, long distance, uh, interviews and, and discussions because the, the, the content is excellent. Cody, you're a podcast host. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about this podcast. I'm thinking about 2020. I'm thinking about when we're through this and past this. And I, I think even this episode, I'll expect it to be this this bittersweet mixture of like, man, this year sucked, but it also be really cheerful at times. And that's kind of where I, that's kind of how I felt this whole year. You know, walking through suffering and adversity. Well, it's painful, but also God meets us there, and we sometimes have the highest highs in in a strange way in the valley. And so, that is, you know, I th- I expect this podcast episode to be a microcosm of that. Well, we are going to come back to what Cody said there, but we uh, we do want to get to some of the fun and and kind of go in there. So, what I asked us to do is we're going to start doing some lists. So let's start with the all-important top three Christmas movies, in your opinion. Um, now, Peter, I got a question, because I was up all night thinking about this. Um, are we going to do... Are, first of all, mine are in order. 
And when you do something like a list, which I love, by the way, I was pumped to see the format of this show because I love making lists and I love movies especially. Are we going to do them in order? I hope so. And secondly, how do you reveal them in order? Because some people, I was recording a podcast recently with some friends and they were like listing their top 10 favorite movies, but they were starting at one and working down to 10, which is so anticlimactic. So, I, you know, I just humbly suggest like, are we, are we going to do this right? Or are we just going to kind of stumble our way through this? You know what I mean, Peter? All right. So what I hear from Cody, we're going to start with number three and work our way up. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. So, Ben, you're our guest. So, <laughs> oh, oh boy. <laughs> so, we're going to start with you at number three. What is your number three? So, n- at number three coming in, um, let's see. I have Shawshank Redemption. It's a wonderful <laughs> Christmas movie. Ah, uh, it's so beautiful. I was, uh, that it was, really is. It's in my top five, but I, I yeah. It screams Christmas. That, 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 that's where we stand. Uh, number two is Muppet Christmas Carol, which uh, I am a huge fan of the Muppets. That has taught me so much of my of everything I understand in life has been through the Muppets. Wait, Ben. Uh, and ben, then is, number yeah. is, is Shawshank really your third? Is that really your yeah. number three spot? I thought that was a joke. Yeah. Is this really a Christmas movie? Well, yeah. I mean, well, he's he's been there for a number of years, so they had Christmas <laughs> at some point. <laughs> I, I'm not going to argue with you. That's my all-time favorite movie. I won't argue with you. It, you know, I, I don't get a Peter, lot of jolly Pete, vibes from that movie. But Peter, did you explain to Cody anything about me? <laughs> you know what? I, I think it's better with Ben to not explain and just go with it. All right, Shawshank. Got it. So Shawshank, we have Muppet Christmas Carol. And then uh, my favorite Christmas movie of all is Muppet Family Christmas. Now, this is the one where the whole Muppet gang, and it's really all of Jim Henson properties, go up to Fozzie Bear's mother's house in the country. So you have the Muppets from the Muppet Show. You have Sesame Street. You have the Fraggles. It's, It's an amazing just culmination of everything. The running joke throughout, there's always an icy patch there at the front step. Everybody falls. It's just, it's brilliantly filmed, uh, and you you really can't beat it. So those are my top three favorite Christmas movies. Wow. That's quite a list to top. Cody, should I go or should you go? I'm a pretty open-minded person, but I was not expecting any of that. I I just got a crash course on uh, Ben DeCastro. Ben (laughs) DeCastro, so... Peter, why don't you go? Why don't you go ahead? Wow, look at you turn into the host of this show. Well, I am um, a, I'm a co-host today, Peter. I'm a co-host. Um, so I have some similarities with Ben. So number three is Home Alone. That was the first movie, by the way, that I saw in theaters. Um, well, is that 1990? We're talking 1990. Yeah, my grandpa. Wow. My grandpa said he said we don't want to take Peter to see Home Alone because he's going to put micro machines everywhere and we're going to fall. <laughs> No one has fallen that I know of yet, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, Peter, what are what are? Maybe I sound like a total dummy here. What are micro machines? Oh my goodness! I'm what? sorry. How old are you? I, I was born in 1993. I believe I'm 27. Yes, I'm 27. Okay. All right. Well, wow. micro machines were they were just they just really small cars. They were like super mini. I mean, like an inch like, was was the maximum size. Oh, oh! I just yeah. thought of, they were like Hot Wheels cars, like. That's what we call them. Well, no, there's they, Hot Wheels, but then there's Micro Machines. Oh, wow. 
<laughs> and micro machines became popular because of the spokesperson who was a very very fast talker, and that was the whole that was the whole thing it was micro machines. And this guy would give you the pitch in a microsecond. So you, you may have to do some deep dive. Go down some rabbit holes oh, wow. on YouTube a little later. Look up the micro machines guy. Talked very fast. I forget his name, but that was he was he was the pitch man, and that was kind of the catch of the whole thing. What are the chances we do the rest of the episode in his kind of style? You know, but we don't have to because people can just no, we, adjust their okay. settings. Yep, that's right. right. That's right. <laughs> Nine out of the ten people already listened to us like that, thanks to the little <laughs> speed adjustments. On <laughs> some of you put it on five speed. Anyways, Home Alone, a little little tutorial. My number two is actually Ben's number two, Muppets Christmas Carol. Wow. Um, really good. And then, you know, maybe I'm generic or maybe I'm a sellout. Number one for me is It's a Wonderful Life. Man, I'm so embarrassed because I, I do consider myself a movie buff and I have not seen that movie. I know it's an <laughs> all-time classic and it's it's one of those embarrassing movies that I haven't seen. Um, I'm Cody, sorry. don't feel bad. I hate that movie. I hate it with a passion. <laughs> really? I have zero use for it. <laughs> you know what? I, I hate goodwill towards men, redemption stories. That's that's what Ben's saying. Is it basically <laughs> I think it's more of the I think it's more of the situation where I've been presented. It's every year, it's always on. It's like I just want to watch some football, man. I just want to watch the game. <laughs> what are we doing here? The good TV, you know, you, I'm I'm almost forty. The good TV was taken up by that. Meanwhile, we're all stuffed in the back room at my grandmother's house watching trying to watch a game on a little, you know, thirteen inch black and white fuzzy screen. Fair enough. I, I I fair warn you, Cody, as Ben talks about football, he is one of the most painful Patriot fans I know. Okay. Yeah, well, well hold on. Let's 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 cross this bridge right here. Well no 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 I've got I've got a natural I've got a natural segue for this later on in the show. I think we can open this window. Uh, unless you want to go there now, right. Ben, I, I promise you'll I know. know. All right, okay. Just, well, just let me let me caveat the Patriot fan thing, okay? Just real before we segue too much. Okay, this has been a great podcast already. I love this. So Ben is a real Patriots fan, and when I say real, like he liked them before before Drew Bledsoe showed up. Like he has done. Yes, he has interviewed the legendary Scott Zolak, the quarterback before Drew Bledsoe. I, I have so much more respect for those Patriots fans. I only know one of them because most people that I talk to about football are my age, but one of my friend's dad is a longtime Patriots fan, and he tells me he just got a different disposition about him because he's experienced losing like Bills fans have for so long. So, okay, I, I'm that, that's a good caveat. What? It's a totally different person. Yeah, well, I just I was just going to bring up the fact that I, I noticed that uh, my my dear lovely brother in law waited until uh, Cam Newton was on the Patriots <laughs> and Tom Brady was shipped down south to have me on this podcast. So, <laughs> I love how the convenient. I love the timing. <laughs> or or I just waited strategically till we did video. So that that's all you know. Whichever way, whichever way. So Cody, go with what you like, folks. Cody, uh, Cody. Uh, your top three. I've got my list here. So I, I got a couple runner-ups. I thought three was really difficult to narrow down, and we're missing huge classics that uh, we haven't mentioned. People are probably shouting at their uh, listening device right now, whatever they've got. This comes out on Christmas Eve, so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I tell you what. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Frost, <laughs> Frosty the Snowman, 
those two classics that they were always on um, network television. You know, I grew up. We had like Channel Two, Four, and Seven out in the Seven One Six, Buffalo, New York, and that's what was on TV every year. And that's when my dad was like, "Hey, this is a classic. This is an old movie before I was born." And uh, so those ones hold a special place in my heart, but they don't make the top three. The top three, the first one is a modern classic. It's called Elf, a little <laughs> movie with Will Ferrell. Uh, mm-hmm. I watched this as a young kid, thought it was hilarious. You know, almost 20 years later, I still think it's hilarious. Uh, John Favreau directed it, and, you know, John Favreau's doing the Mandalorian, the Star Wars stuff. He's been in the Marvel Universe. He's my guy. I love John Favreau, and... He did this movie, and I think it's totally wonderful. Um, they actually kind of stole the aesthetic a little bit and almost got in a lawsuit trouble when they were making it because it's it's eerily similar to the uh, the Rudolph claymation part at the beginning. So anyway, love Elf. Number two, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh, I do like Jim Carrey's live-action version, but I'm going to respect the, the classic here, the cartoon, the original. Uh, I just love... The Grinch kind of reminds me of my dad in a sense. I remember watching it with him, and he is a bit of a Grinch in the sense that he's got kind of a rough exterior, but deep down he's kind of got a bigger heart than he likes to lead on. So The Grinch is a special story for me. And the best Christmas movie of all time is it's also on your list, Peter. Unfortunately, it was number three, but Home Alone, which I watched like this morning in preparation for this podcast. It's is wonderful. It's everything I want in a Christmas movie. Macaulay Culkin. I was thinking about doing the iconic scream, but I don't want to shatter anyone's eardrums. But so many, so Very many. Me- love you. Yeah. Well, you know, I care about people, but I also care about people understanding how great a movie Home Alone is. So um, I'm glad you brought that up already, Peter. But that's my three. Now, Cody, have you seen on YouTube, there has been, uh, in the past couple of years, there's been a release of Macaulay Culkin in the back of a cab or an Uber or something, and he's talking to the driver, and he, he's, he's got a cigarette, and he's kind of going through, and he's he's telling it as if he's talking to a therapist. He's like, yeah, man, when I was a kid, man, my, my parents, they, I couldn't believe it. They just left me home alone by myself, man. And I'm just, <laughs> how could they go to France without me? And I, you know, I had to fight off these guys and everything. And it's just this, like, it, it's just the one solo shot camera thing. If you get a chance, you should look it up. It's hilarious did, because it's him in modern day. Did the driver know who it was in the back of his his cab. Well, or? it was a state. It was a stage piece. Okay. Yeah, so it was. It was. It was specifically filmed for that. But well, well, I'm so happy for Macaulay Culkin, by the way, real quick, because he had, you know, he was this child star and then had a rough go for a stretch of time there. Now he's, I think he's 40 years old, but he's he seems like super well adjusted, and he's like, hey, I I feel like he's just kind of making a renaissance. Don't be surprised when uh, when when Macaulay Culkin comes back and he's like up there with Keanu Reeves as the, the darling of uh, American pop culture. Macaulay Culkin's not done yet. He j- he was just on a hiatus. So, well, he's certainly he's certainly done a lot better than other childhood stars. So he he's on the rebound. I'd like to think that's right. Yeah, I don't quite know what to do with that. Macaulay Culkin, you know, I, I think he's going to show up for his checks. Um, that's what I would do if I was him. I don't. Macaulay, we're big fans of you on this show. We're big fans, but we get it if you want to retire. Uh, <laughs> let Let's move to Christmas songs. You know what? Um. I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna start for three, it. and uh, that way I'll let you guys you know cheat. So at number three, now these are personal, so don't hate me if you don't like them. But 
Number three is A Christmas Song by Nat King Cole. Classy. Um, Classy. Got to go there. Number two is I Celebrate the Day by Reliant K. I think it's one of the uh, most theologically great Christmas um, songs there. And then number one is Seasons by Hillsong. That's a new one. And uh, I just think it just captures 2020 so well about winter and mm. different seasons. So I don't know. Any pushback? No, man. No, no. I'm, no I'm very solid. Very solid. Oh, uh, yeah. Very much what I, 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 I don't want to say it's what I expect, but it's, it's, it's certainly what I respect. About ooh, mm. Mm. spitting bars at Ben DeCastro. Man, that's uh, that's like <laughs> preaching. That's like a preaching tweet. Not, well, you know, not just uh, what I expect, but what I respect. This is how Peter thinks. He's like, oh, I could tweet that. This 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 is how that's, that, that's all I got for the rest of the day. I, I think my Adderall's about to run out. So. <laughs> Social media influencer of Rhode Island, Ben DeCastro. <laughs> Right. Hey, smallest. I live in the smallest town in the smallest county in the smallest state of, of the entire United States. Currently, the worst place for the spread of COVID right now. Currently, the worst place for COVID in the world. Now, when you so, say the worst place of spread, is it bad for COVID? Like they're not able to spread very well or they're spreading really well, which means it's bad for people. Uh, it, it's bad for the humans. Okay. It's not, it's not great for the humans. So the, vi- uh, yeah, the virus is loving it, but. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, but that that just goes to show you. I mean, we have so many crooked politicians, all the wrong things come to Rhode Island. So there you go. Maybe that's why. I tell you, boys, this vaccine is coming. We're going to punch this virus right in the mouth, and uh, we're going to carry on with our lives. All right? Well, hey, hey, uh, uh, as of this recording, it has been approved by Pfizer. Uh, so the, the vaccine, the COVID vaccine, I call it. And I'm just waiting for that sweet, sweet stock to uh, make that skyrocket north. Let's go, boys. That's right. Oh, man. Well, you know, after the most controversial, the real most controversial (laughs) section of the show, Ben, what are your top three favorite Christmas songs? (laughs) All right. So top three favorite Christmas songs. I have uh, The Seasons Upon Us by the Dropkick Murphys. Uh, oh. It's a lovely song about oh, family wow. getting together, and it's a a, a traditional Boston Christmas. Um, (laughs) Oh, Holy Night which is uh, the, the real version. That's my theological, that's my, 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 you know, my go-to. And then uh, the classic Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. It's a great <laughs> Christmas song. I thought you were going to say Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Can't stand Patsy and Elmo. Hate those two. They, 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 it's like, no, nah, not happening, not <laughs> happening. Although I like that new, sh- that new version of Joy to the World by uh, uh, Phil... Phil um, Uh Phil Wickham. Phil, Phil Wickham with what? <laughs> hey uh, yeah. <laughs> it's all right. We can cut that. We can cut that. <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're keeping that. We're, we're keeping that. <laughs> so, all... there, so there you go. So, so you get uh, uh, The Seasons Upon Us by the Dropkick Murphys, Oh Holy Night, uh, the, just the song in general, and then Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. I think it's, I think it's, it's good. Mm. Mm. Mm, that's good. Um Please explain Stairway a little bit. Well, more. I, knew, I knew he'd pick a Led Zeppelin song. I just wasn't sure which one he would choose. So, why, why do you think I picked Led Zeppelin? No, I'm not, I'm I'm being sarcastic. I had no oh, idea okay. he'd pick <laughs> Shawshank or Led Zeppelin. Well, I, I am a drummer, and uh, uh, I'm a big fan of John Bonham, who is uh, the the long the the drummer for Led Zeppelin. Had the Bonham hat, had that nice little derby hat there. I mean, really, it was. Uh, Jesus Christ being born was became the stairway to heaven for so many of us. 
all of us who choose to believe. This holiday season, reach out. Browncough.org. <laughs> well, on, on that note, wow. the famous Wayne's World. No stairway to heaven, access denied. <laughs> That's right. There you go. Wow. I mean, if you can't sum up Christmas and Easter right there, ladies and gentlemen, it's uh... Oh, man, that, that's good. Uh, Cody, Cody, bring us home. All right, with this well, one. well, I'm kind of a novice when it comes to the musical world, so I'm not super confident in my list, but I'll tell you what I enjoy, and you can take it or leave it, but um, first off, I think about, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't grow up thinking, knowing the real meaning of Christmas, right? I didn't grow up in church my whole life. So there is a little bit of a nostalgia of just like the Americanized version of Christmas. And maybe, maybe, maybe God will sanctify that out of me 10 years from now. But as of right now, I was just driving here and I was playing just some classical Christmas hits and not necessarily theological ones. I'm sorry. But I, I had to put Burl Ives' A Holly Jolly Christmas on. It just, it's not so much the lyrics and the meaning of it, but just the vibe, the sound of it. It puts me, puts me in that Christmas nostalgia mood. So that's my number three spot. Um, and then I've got a more contemplative one. It is a, a song by Josh Garrels, who's an excellent kind of alternative Christian musical artist. He's a little bit hipster, but he's really, he, he's not stuffy. He's just an incredible musician. And he has a whole album called The Light Came Down. And uh, the, the title track there, The Light Came Down, is number two on my list. Wonderful song. Uh, and then the song I like to sing in church, and I, this is the one I'm most embarrassed about now because uh, it's Silent Night. And is that the title? Is this different than the song you're referencing, Ben? A Holy Night? Same song? No, no, it's different. Uh, different no, different. Okay. no, totally different. Yeah. Okay, good. So Silent Night, and then I was telling my friend about this last night, and he kind of laughed at me. And I was like, whoa, what's wrong? This is not, not a good song? What, what am I going to do? I got to do this tomorrow. And he's like, well, you know, was it really a silent night? Was it really peaceful and calm? I mean, this woman's given birth in like a barn and it's probably a little chaotic and uh, labor is painful. And I, maybe this, maybe it's not a really accurate song, but... You know, you know, those people are the type of people that like poo-poo Mary, did you know? <laughs> like, like, it's like, it's a song, people. It's not a theological statement. Right. It's, it's a I, song. I like the solemnness of it. The like, whoa, let's pause for a minute. It's not so much about like, oh, I got a new Xbox. You know, this this day is like, it's, it's important. It's serious. And it can be holly and jolly and all of that. But it's at its core serious. And for me, the sound of that song captures that. So I would tell you. Know, you oh, go ahead. Yeah. In Rhode Island, we have uh, such a heavy accent on things. It's not even silent night when you're singing it it's sigh night <laughs> like i didn't know there was a y in this word but yalent it's like athlete, athlete. <laughs> exactly but the atring <laughs> by the way ladies and gentlemen ben de castro he's talking a lot about rhode island but he currently has on a rochester's plate hat so mm-hmm that's beautiful. By Garbage the way. plates. I'll represent the AAA league. You know the, uh, the, yeah. the it's a good team. The uh, the so uh, they do the look plate. forward to seeing them in Worcester next year. Worcester. He uh, well, by the way, folks, he uh, PA announcer for the Pawtucket Sox, too soon to be the Worcester. Yeah. So last season, the 2020 season was supposed to be the final season for the Pawtucket Red Sox. Unfortunately, COVID had other plans. So next year. 
we are moving, or we're in the process of building a brand new ballpark right now up in Worcester, Massachusetts. So we will be the Worcester Red Sox, the Woo Sox. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's exciting. amazing. Over at Polar Park. Tickets on sale now, woosocks.com. <laughs> Look at that voice. I got to work on that, man. How do I do that? I live in Rhode Island. Your attention fans now batting for the Woosocks. Number 17, oh Rusne Castillo. I feel transformed. <laughs> I, I feel like it's July and I've got a foot long and a bunch of Cracker Jacks in my lap. That was magical. Beautiful. That's what I could do for you, sir. <laughs> I'll happily narrate your day, too, if you oh like. Oh, my God. It's a magical thing. The price is right. Uh, We'll talk. We'll talk off the air. It's tacky to do business on air. But. Wow. Wow. So th- that was a good little interlude. And um, all right. So we are doing our top three recommendations for 2020. Now, I made this broad. So it's books, podcasts, music, memes. I have no idea what's going to happen. Um, I have no idea what Cody and Ben are going to say. <laughs> So, ladies and gentlemen, let's prepare. <laughs> We're actually going to start with Cody this time. Okay. All right. So, I, I couldn't narrow it down. I did. I chose a, a meme, a book, and a podcast um, to recommend. I couldn't narrow down a specific meme. Um, I just kind of put the category of 2020 memes in general. Uh. I think there have been so many great memes that come out of 2020. And here's my philosophy here. My high school football coach said to me, he was also my psychology teacher, so he, we were talking, I don't know, we were, he was doing some lecture in class. And one time he said something I never forgot. He said, you know, this character in this movie we're watching was really upset. The circumstances were really dark, but the character was laughing. And he kind of just made light of it and it rolled off his shoulders. And, the, you know, my teacher paused the movie and said, hey, sometimes if, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. So sometimes it's good to laugh. And it's not like a trivializing something bad that's been going on and we we talk about covid you know even on this show and it's it's not a trivializing thing it's more of like a this is how we cope with pain in reality and sometimes it's healthy and okay and so anyway the 2020 meme there's been some great ones the cartoon character that's like in a house that's on fire and the the caption is just this is fine you know everything's fine i'm i'm doing great you know the world's falling apart but so 2020 memes I love them. They've been helping me. Second one, a book. A book I read this summer that is one of the best like Christian books. I've Christian living books I've read in a long time. It's called it's uh, called Things Unseen: Living in Light of Forever by Mark Buchanan. So theologically tight, but he's also just a great writer. If you're if you get any kind of literary bone in you, you, you probably really appreciate his prose. Uh, it's a wonderful book. By far the best book I read all year. Uh, finally, we've got a podcast. It's called Forefront 360. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I would be getting in trouble with my other my my Forefront Bros if uh, I didn't shameless shameless, shameless promotion. Plug. It's sh- there's some shame in it. It's not totally shameless, but I will say uh, we are we are rocking and rolling. We just did an episode. Uh, it's it's an arts and faith podcast, and we just did one. Um, called should tarantino's watch should christians watch tarantino movies and it was a blast it was it was a ton of fun so um anyway that's a great podcast check it out peter peter loves it cody apparently is going to be have me on you know and stuff so speaking of shameless peter's coming on peter's coming on we're just working out the details the business details it's a lot of we've got lawyers working on it it's a huge financial kind of commitment but 
No, it's all good. Ben, I'll let you kind of run in there, or you can push back on Cody. So my question, just to confirm with this, was the because obviously being a podcast guy and a vlogger guy, um, this was stuff that came out of 2020, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's that's fine because I just wanted to confirm because obviously my number one was going to be the Why God Why podcast, which <laughs> I mean, is available on Wondery and everywhere else you can download. It's it's a magical thing. <laughs> no. So I'll I'll, I'll do this. Uh, three podcasts that came out this year that uh, are really that I love. Uh, Below the Frame Lines with Matt Vogel. It is a podcast. Matt Vogel is currently the person who portrays Big Bird on Sesame Street. Last year, one year ago in November, I had the chance to meet Carol Spinney, who was the originator, the creator of Big Bird. He since passed away. Matt Vogel has taken his place, actually took his place years ago, but he created this podcast. He's talking with a lot of the Muppet performers and various people who have had uh, just such a, an impact on the uh, the creation and the curation of Muppets since uh, Jim Henson passed uh, in 1990, 1990. So there's that. Um, the second one is called The Spark File. And for people who are creatives or creative types or people who just, you know, who, who for whatever reason, whether it be commercially, TV rated, whatever, you always have this file that kind of, if you're working on too many things, you put your ideas there and that's kind of your spark file. So this, mm. the spark file podcast is all about how to, uh, to, to rebrand that content, to create that content. I use, uh, Evernote as so just digital brain. And that's, you know, kind of where I put things. So the spark file has been very good, a good productivity one. The Matt Vogel one has been the uh, below the frame lines. It's just been a good, you know, educational one and just the insight into uh, that particular field. And then I'm going to do the shameless plug as well. Uh, I convinced uh, the lead pastor and his wife at my church to start a podcast uh, just a few weeks into the whole COVID thing called our house A to Z Ashley and Zachary for the A to Z. And uh, it's a weekly podcast. Just they are uh, parents of four kids. They live uh, in a rural area here in southern New England called Rehoboth. They started this church about 10 years ago. So uh, it's a look onto it. Uh, Zach Lenz, who is the uh, pastor, Zach Lenz, he uh, is a very, very deep theological kind of guy. He loves the Old Testament. Uh, is is uh, was the valedictorian of his class from Zion Bible Institute when he graduated uh, way back in the day, and his wife is a little more modern. Zach, up until the point of recording the podcast, had never listened to a podcast before. <laughs> so, uh, so they started that, and I have been producing that for them. You know, throwing in all the the the, the sound drops and everything every week. Uh, Zach is a very accomplished musician. He thinks a little differently. At one point, he owned five Hammond B3 organs, and he was so proud because no matter where you were in your house, in his house, he could always see an organ. Uh, and it got to the point after they had their first child that uh, Ashley said, three of them got to go now. Uh, he's, he's just a, he's a musical type, and he fixes them. He's, he's pretty well respected. So, uh, so anyway, our house, A to Z, comes out every Friday morning, 6 a.m. Uh, and it, it's been fun. They dive into different topics and they, they take it from a family perspective. So it's, it's fun. It's, it's very similar to why God, why only, uh, I, I have control over the audio at that point. So it's a little different. That way. 
So, so Ben, I'm thinking, and we have a friend at Browncroft. Her name's Karen Noski. She loves, um, she loves organs, and she posts about it. So I give her a lot of credit. But this kind mm-hmm. of, you're married to my sister, by the way. So, <laughs> so when you got married to my sister, what was one item like the organ that had to go away? Well, I had a uh, a few items had to kind of go away. Uh, my self identity had to go away. <laughs> my my singleness had to go away. I'll never forget uh, because I also do the volunteer fire department thing. It was one night where I, I got dispatched out late night, and I hadn't called your sister yet. This was when we were pretty close to getting married, and I was out for a while. And by the time I came back, it was a bunch of missed calls on the phone and everything. And I said, oh, sorry, I went out on a fire call, blah, blah, blah. And she immediately said, she goes, this is no more party of one here. You, this is, this is duo thing. You, you got to let me know this stuff or, you know, this is, but it's funny. Uh, just last year I was at a pretty big call and I had, uh, I had texted her. I said, Hey, I'm at a fire. Just so you know, she's okay. So, like, oh, okay, so that's, but, uh, it was, it, it was what it was, but, uh, I had to lose the drum set, the drum set that was in the house. Uh, it was, in the spare bedroom, the spare bedroom has since been transformed for a variety of reasons, but uh, it, yeah, that had to go. Uh, could not practice in the house. Uh, no, had to go. Uh, needed, needed room, needed the space. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Susan, I love you. You're my favorite sister and my only sister, by the way. So anyways, on that note, um, no, those were some good recommendations and uh, we'll have to tag those into some posts and stuff like that. But um so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to do my three recommends. Um, ben did all podcasts. Cody did a little bit, you know, a little mix and match potpourri. I have a little mix and match potpourri. So um, number three is the DK Metcalf meme where he's chasing <laughs> yes. Buda Baker. That's so good. Um, I think I literally went to the meme maker and I made like six of them. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. I, I didn't even see them. <laughs> well, you didn't share them with me. Well, some of them I just posted in groups. Like, so for those of you that don't go to church, uh, we have these things called small groups where there's like 10 to 12 people. They meet every week and they do life together, talk about the sermon and stuff like that. And so I did one where it was like a small group leader chasing a small group member. And I said, small group leader with a serve opportunity and member and it was like right and like i just like i just you know it was kind of it was free therapy you the, know the the uh the other great one was the bears dude kind of randomly seemingly randomly punching the uh the saints db ah, yeah, in the yeah, head. Yeah. that was some because one of them was a 2020 meme as well it was 2020 was the guy punching you randomly oh yeah 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 Ooh, that is and the recipient one. of that was like you it was like what's happening this year oh oh so. that's good we, we got some meme experts here. So um, number two, I'm going to say is, uh, I don't know if people know this about me, uh, the newest album from The Killers called Imploding Mirage is oh, wow. really good. I highly suggest their song Caution. Um, you know, so The Killers, if there was a band that did music for 2020, um, and I just, I've even said like, if the gospel was to music, the good news of Jesus it would be the killers because there's like always a harsh bit of reality, but a harsh bit of hope. Hmm. So it's not like, like you listen to their songs and like some of the lyrics are like really depressing, 
but then they always end with hope. So Brandon Flowers, thank you. He's a lead singer. And then my top recommendation, um, so we um, we work with a guy by the name of Adam McGuffey to make this podcast happen. He does our social media. He talks a lot about family systems. I'm going to sound like my wife. But if you get anything on managing leadership anxiety by Steve Cuss, he's got a podcast. There's just been some episodes that I listen to, and I'm just like, man, you're like reading my mail. Um, and so I just <laughs> thought that was good. And, um, you know, I, yeah, those are... I'll, I'll throw in a book to Esau Macaulay's um, Reading While Black. Great book. Encourage all of you to read it. He's a black theologian, definitely connected to this time. But mm-hmm. I tried to kind of do a little bit of everything. Um, but Ben, I kind of like, uh, Ben and Cody, I kind of like your shameless you know promotions of podcast. We'll throw Why Got Why in there, you know, Forefront. Yeah. And then uh, A to Z. Boom. Well, I, I dropped the ball on that. I, I didn't even connect the, the idea of like, what's the content you've enjoyed that's come out of this year? I mean, that's next level stuff. You guys are, I mean, this is like, I'm learning so much from you. This is good radio. That's what happens when you're born in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, were you born in the 80s? I was. Okay. Okay. You know, you know, we- Barely. You know, I wonder if millennials, um, would you consider yourself a millennial or what are you, Ben? I'm a, I'm what they call an exennial. So there's a period of time between 1978 and 1982 where we they call us an exennial because when we entered high school we didn't have the technology, but when we exited high school we had the technology mm-hmm. that is that shaped. So of course that would have been if I ever did go to high school. Uh, <laughs> but that is the so I'm an exennial, I'm borderline general. I'm, but I'm 81, so I'm, I'm closer to a generation Xer. Well, Ben, by the way, has a fantastic story. He, the first time I met him, he said, yeah, I, I worked for the circus and I, <laughs> you know, I, this is the most uh, interesting resume of all time. Oh yeah. Uh, ben, where have you worked? Why don't you just, that, that's a good time to Minor share. Minor league baseball, uh, podcast, radio guy, circus. Uh, There's only one word yeah, to describe I, I, him, I, I, savant. So yeah, well, I'm like MasterCard everywhere you want to be. Uh, I do I do a whole wide range of things. Right now, I you know I'm on I'm a uh, correspondent for our NBC affiliate here, and uh, through the Sinclair network of TV stations, you may see me pop up every now and then. I'm on local radio here. I work for the minor league team. I do my own uh, brand of of content and uh, consulting. Prior to that, I had worked for a massive uh, furniture retailer here in Southern New England called Cardi's Furniture Mattresses. That really gave me a huge launch. Worked for them for a long time, handling marketing and and promotions events. It was great. Uh, Then uh, prior to that, I had worked on a dinner dance boat, which was awesome. I got all my nautical stuff there because, you know, we have salt water around here and it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, and, uh, before that I had done a, a handful of other jobs. One of them though, was actually, I played keyboards for Ringling Brothers and Barnum Bailey, the one, the only, the greatest show on earth I was a keyboard player, uh, fill in guy there. It was great. And, uh, it's, it's one of those uh, scenarios where you, you make friends there and you make friends for life. I was actually on one of the final train rides, uh, before Ringling closed in 2017. I was actually able to, uh, and, and my wife, uh, Susan Peters, sister was able to join me on the final Ringling Brothers train run. Uh, it was it was pretty cool. I put some stuff up on my various uh, social media channels about it from videos of it, but 
Uh, yeah. That so is... literally dropped out of high school after seventh grade, failing it twice, and uh, joined the circus. So that made is my mother proud. Quite the adventure, my friend. I highly advise it. I, yeah. I highly, I highly, you know, I, I highly suggest. It. As a high school English teacher, I'm, I'm with you, man. It's just, just do it. Just follow your dreams, kids. <laughs> it just, because it, it makes it a lot easier for you as the teacher if that was the <laughs> <Yeah>. case. <laughs> well, you know, we've ruined a generation because we said you can do anything, and we realized you can't do anything. But we won't touch that right now. I but, could, I could still play for the Buffalo Bills. Um. Anyways, the question that we're going to close today. <laughs> <laughs> running back from Springville High School, <laughs> the Purple People Eaters. Yeah. Also, anyways, not <laughs> man. Um, Cody played football, by the way. Um, anyways, so we're closing the question. Um, what does Jesus have to do with 2020? And you know, we're, for some of this, like we're entering a new year, um, and so we kind of want to close on a more encouraging, but also just reality of the year and. Um, you know, Cody, I, I think we should start with you, and then I'll go. And Ben, we always give our guests, like, the final word. So if we say anything heretical or incorrect, you clean us up. So usually John's one that says that, now I say that. So, you know, <laughs> that's what we do. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So, Cody, why yeah. Jesus in 2020? And and you kind of hinted this is hasn't been the easiest year for you. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean— you know, you've got the the global challenges of the virus, obviously, um, which people are probably sick of hearing about. But it, you know, you can't can't even think about this year without considering what that's meant for, you know, global, national, local communities. And so, there's the weight of that. There's the 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 you know, my personal personally, this year has been incredibly you know, rich with suffering and uh, intense pain and the severing of dear relationships and it's been it's been a really hard year and so as i think about 2020 I, and i think about even christmas in 2020 i think about this word you know waiting you know in the advent season is a lot about waiting and you know we get the the prophecies in isaiah about a child will be born and then you know they're kind of waiting for like 700 years before jesus shows up and there's this idea of like wait on the lord and uh, eventually, of course, he shows up, you know, on Christmas, and Jesus is born, and the light of the world, and he takes on flesh, and now we've got this hope. And um, in a sense, right now at this point in redemptive history, we're still waiting. We're waiting for Jesus to come back. And Christmas is a time where I kind of think about that, and I look ahead, and I'm, I'm trying to renew my hope, and I'm trying to put myself around people, family, friends, my church, however I can meet and connect with people these days trying to put myself around people that uh, will will help me to steal the phrase from Matt Chandler, stir my affections for Christ, right? And to just wait well and hopefully, even though uh, it's okay to say, man, this year has been pretty sucky. Mm. So, Wow. Um, you know, I have similar thoughts. I, I feel like 2020 was the year of of release but also slowing down and for some people you know the idea of releasing like we released our control you know we released our ability to do routines um but then also i i think you know we grieved and we got rid of things and i'm just kind of wondering in a pandemic world 
you know, when you're slowed down and you're not moving at the pace, how much Jesus wants to kind of come in. And I even think about this podcast that we're doing, um, you know, this trying to get, you know, a podcast in 2020 and we were doing it before. And here we are looking back on this year and to be thinking about that this would be one of the major connecting mediums. It's just crazy. Um, You know, you couldn't just go out for coffee. Mm -hmm. And what I think about Jesus and I think about him being here is, you know, I, I think we made some assumptions to how Jesus shows up and we forget about, you know, Psalm 23, that God walks with us um, in the valley of the shadow of death. Um, and I, you know, I also think about this, you know, there's a thousand ways that God has been here for us. Um, sometimes it's not easy, but, you know, when you have to let go, when you have to stop and confront what you're feeling and going through, I think 2020 was kind of a huge reset for that, Um I just thought it was a powerful year. So mm-hmm. Ben, you know, we went all, we went all like, you know, Charlie Brown. I mean, Charlie Brown Christmas sad, you know, you can go sad, but you can also end on a high note. This might be the last podcast someone listens to in 2020. Wow. How do you feel about that? Sure. Ben? You know, I'm glad you added 2020 and not ever. <laughs> <laughs> Wait it, a, it's the end. Uh, oh, you don't want to hear me sing. Anyways. <laughs> Talking, talking. Well, that that was that was yeah. We could, that that was supposed to be ninety nine into two thousand. So here's here's the thing that because the the way you had posed the question is what does Jesus have to do with Christmas in twenty twenty or or if you remove Christmas, what does Jesus have to do with twenty twenty? You know, I thought about the human nature of Christ and how Jesus was a carpenter. He was just he was born, you know, into to to be not one of us, but to live that kind of lifestyle. He had a childhood. He celebrated Hanukkah. Uh, you know, that was, that was his, that, that's, that was his upbringing. And then as he grew up, you know, became a carpenter before he started his ministry, which by the way, uh, and, and feel free to, to, to call this blasphemous. I, I think his carpentry skills, no offense, Jesus. If I was him, I totally would have had the wall in the back shop. You're Jesus. You know this stuff's going to happen. You know everything. Like, why are you there with, like, like the worst primitive tools ever? The guy's got a DeWalt in the background. He's just filling it. In. Oh, yeah, hey, oh, yeah, built a chair, Mom. Here you go. Look at that. Took no time at all. Look what that was that beveled sound, edge. Jesus? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> you know, he had a whole, he had the whole DeWalt converter system available at Home Depot for those last-minute gifts. Um, so, this podcast uh, brought just, to you. <laughs> Absolutely, DeWalt for the those who need to really make it happen. Hey, we but, don't we don't share any sponsorship <laughs> till we get checks here, people. No, I'm just kidding. Keep going. Send those checks. But you, you you know, but when Christ began his ministry, you know, he took it on and and he was going through it. But when it came really time for that, the trials and you start going through. Even we'll go to the Easter story and and to to save mankind. His original his the battle within himself was not my will but thine mm. and i'm going to have to go through this and you know back in march when everything really started hitting the fan and it all started you know falling apart he, it was kind of like that moment of um i i'm going to have to do this i don't have a choice i'm i'm going to have to social distance i'm going to have to 
radically alter what I'm doing. For some people, they lost out on huge opportunities. For the high school students, the college students, they gave up so much. Um, and so there's there's a bit of a Christ-like attitude, I think, in that. And now as we're coming through to, you know, the Pfizer, which is the, and, and the, the Noro, uh, uh, Moderna and all these other companies that are coming, you know, bringing us the light. Those are like the uh, the wise men bringing us the gifts, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> uh, Remdesivir, you taste so good. Uh, it's, it, it, gold, it's all great. Gold, stuff, frankincense, folks. and vaccines. That's, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, hydroxychloroquine could have been a replacement from myrrh. Uh, the, you, you really have that whole... Uh, we had to take on that a little bit. And so maybe, you know, if we could look at that and say, okay, we, we had to endure this in order to, to, to go through it. This may be 100% blasphemous, ladies and gentlemen. If you're part of the listening audience and you have any questions, I strongly encourage you to reach out to the originators of this podcast and not me, the uneducated. Um, but that's just kind of my, my thing was, was like, okay, you know, we didn't have a choice. We, we kind of had to do it. And, and you know, in, in the end, Jesus, even though he did have a choice, he knew he didn't have a choice. He knew that he was, that was it. That was the salvation of the world. So how did I do there? Uh, 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 theological brother-in-law of mine. You know what? I love backyard theology. Let's keep doing it. You know, yeah. you know, so, yeah. Hey, Hey folks, yeah. Gag, you going to say something, Ben, go ahead. Oh yeah, no, I got it off of a, I got it off of a Jimmy Swagger book, so it was cool. <laughs> Folks, we hope uh, during this uh, podcast that you laughed, you cried, and we hope it moved you. Um, in the words <laughs> of Larry the Cucumber from Veggie Tales, but um, as we kind of close this year, it's been uh, interesting. You can keep John, our co-host, in your prayers and his family. Um, we hope that this podcast uh, moved you in a way and. Uh, we're so thankful that you give us your precious investment of time to, you know, better yourself, maybe answer and respond to some of your questions. And uh, Cody and Ben and Dylan, you know, this is the last podcast before mm-hmm. 2021. And uh, thanks, guys, for joining us. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to all. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, Ben. I'll see you on Zoom. It can only get better from here, folks. It That's can right. only get better from here. One way to go. <laughs> All right. You can find uh, Ben DeCastro. We'll be tagging him on our post. Same with Cody. Um, make sure you check us out at whygodwhypodcast.com. That's whygodwhypodcast.com. Follow us on social. Use a hashtag, hashtag WGWpodcast. We'd love for you to share this with a friend. Um, and if family uh, gets really rough, this is a great podcast to listen to. Might make it a little more interesting. Anyways, have a great day. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. <laughs>